Podcast of the University Career Center at Charlotte. I'm your host, Jay, and as part of our Alumni Takeover Month in November of 2022, we are featuring stories of alums of Charlotte, and I'm excited to have on with me today Chris Wall, a Launch Program Associate in Finance for MSC Industrial Supply and a 2021 Finance and Economics graduate. Chris, thanks for coming on Career Bits. Absolutely, Jay. Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity. I think it's a great uh, chance to be able to share a little bit about myself, uh, my experiences, and then also just be able to give advice to current students as well as maybe soon to be college graduates. Absolutely. We're going to talk specifically about the the program that you're in uh, that's a rotational program and kind of why you think students maybe should look at those. And those are becoming more and more popular these days. But before we get into all that, let's talk about your time here at Charlotte, Chris. How did you decide on finance and economics? What led you down that path? Absolutely. That's a great question, Jay. Um, So to be honest, uh, you know, when I first went into the Belt College of Business, I really wasn't sure what exactly I wanted to do. Uh, So I just began the the general course studies that you have to have for really any business major, right? Um, But then from there, I, I started thinking about it. And one of the, I guess, one of the big reasons why I chose finance specifically, and I know everyone's a description of why they chose their major is different, but mine specifically was more around you know, I really enjoy working with numbers for one, and then also for two, being able to look at a company's financials and work through the numbers and to really be able to tell a story about what you're seeing. I think that is really powerful, and that's something that I really enjoy. So that was one of the big uh, takers for me. So. I think that's, that's fascinating that you you talk about the interest in finances as a way to tell a company's story and what's going on. And what if you could elaborate a little bit more on that? Absolutely. No, that's a great question, Jay. Um, so in terms of that, to elaborate a little bit more, being able to look at a company's financial statements and being able to go through and you know analyze the different key metrics to see how they're doing in terms of what is their financial standing, I think that's really important. Like, for instance, um, as a credit intern, with MSC, which was my first internship, I had the opportunity to be able to analyze some of our customers' financials in order to essentially assess what their credit limit should be. So that was an opportunity for me to be able to see, you know, how is our customer doing financially? Should we extend their credit? Um, you know, push it to a higher amount? Should we decrease that credit or should we keep it about the same amount? So I think that's a really unique um, experience there too. But not only that, but I've also had the opportunity to do financial reporting which is, you know, be able to kind of assess, you know, how, how we're doing as well and then report out on that in terms of sales and, and other areas as well. So, yeah, Chris, I, you mentioned you learned a lot of that during your internship phase. And I, I want to talk a little bit about how you found your internship, even specifically with MSC. So what was your process as you were started to look for an internship? When, when did you start that and what all did you go through to ultimately land where you did? Sure. So typically, I know the recruiting process uh, starts early fall um, and also kind of goes into the, I mean, yeah, early fall, late fall. And then I know some companies as well do their, um, you know, internship applications. They go live at the beginning of spring. But for me specifically, um, I was actually able to find out about MSC through um, their setup at the Belt College of Business. So in the Friday building. Um, So I actually found that out due to their setup there and then what I had done was I essentially emailed the recruiter um, that was actually there um, talking a little bit about the company and I was able to apply. And then from there, I went through a series of interviews and then that's how I landed my first internship. So 
So was there anything about the interview process that surprised you or you know, how did you prepare for that? Because I know a lot of our, our soon-to-be graduating students will be going through that or are going through that process now. So anything that you learned that you're like, oh, wow, I wish somebody had told me this ahead of time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so there's a few things I can give in terms of advice for prepping for interviews. Some of them are general takeaways, but some of them are also things that you can think about in a different way. Um, so, you know, typically for internships, I would say it's more focused around behavioral questions. Of course, you may have one or two technical questions as well, depending on whatever internship that you're applying for. It could vary. Um, so, you know, one of the best general practices that I would say is, it's, you know, do a quick Google search um, and have examples of different behavioral questions and maybe even technical questions for position that you're applying for. Go through, see if you can give back an answer for that using the STAR method. I know that's one thing that is talked a lot about. Um, and then, you know, some other general pieces of advice, make sure that you actually do a little bit of research about the company prior to the interview, of course, um, because typically they like to spend the first five to 10 minutes talking about the company. But if you already know a little bit more about the company, you can get in and have a more meaningful conversation and maybe even skip part of that section there. Um, and then two other quick things, uh, you know, make sure you always come prepared with a few questions as well. I always say come at least with two questions because it definitely shows that you're interested in uh, whatever position that you're applying for. So that's one thing that you can set you apart from other people who are applying uh, due to the fact that not all applicants actually do have questions at the end of their interview. And then lastly, just make sure that the conversation is a two-way street. Um, of course, you don't want to be talking the entire time, but you also don't want the interviewer talking the entire time either. You want to make sure that it's a mutual conversation and it's going both ways. No, that's that's great advice, Chris. And specifically, I want to I want to dovetail off of what you were saying there about doing company research ahead of time. What are things people should look at? Because I mean, goodness, you can Google anything, you can read a website, but what are some things you would recommend people key in on if they're going to have two or three talking points about an organization when they go into an interview? Sure. So I would say typically the general thing that you can at least do is, is there's always a typically an about us section for a company. So that gives you a general overview of what their operations are. So I would definitely advise taking a look at that tidbit. I'm kind of going through analyzing that, making sure that you understand what they do as an oper uh, from like an operational standpoint. And then let's say, for instance, if you know, you're applying for a finance position, right? Maybe it would also be beneficial to go in and look at their most recent earnings release, right? And be able to talk a little bit about, you know, how are they doing on that most recent earnings release? Because that can also be a few talking points as well. No, excellent advice. So Chris, I want to talk specifically about the program that you're in now with MSC. You're in uh, what is a growing trend in the industry now is to bring entry-level hires into career rotational programs. And so I, I know what that is in general because of what I do, but I, I have a lot, I imagine a lot of students read those and they don't know exactly what that means. So can you kind of give us a breakdown of in general what a career rotational program is? And then let's talk specifically about the one you're involved in at the MSC. Sure. Um, so typically a rotational program is just going to uh, allow you, obviously, to rotate around to different um, areas within a business. So, for example, you might go in and uh, I think a traditional rotational program can be anywhere between one to two years for the most part. So they may ro rotate you around to three or four different areas. Um, so you'd be able to get exposure in different areas for one. And then typically after that, um, you know, depending on what the demand is for a business, as well as what your interests are, you could then be placed into a permanent role. Um, you know, one of the key things that I would say about a rotational program and why I think it was a great choice for me as well is, is you know, if you're a soon-to-be college graduate, um, 
but you really don't know exactly what you want to do. I think this is a great option because being able to go around to different areas of the business, you know, it, it gives you an idea on what your interests are for one. And then also for two, um, you know, you, you may hear this from different people, but really being able to understand what a company does in terms of their operations and, you know, how they function and what the whole process of that business is, you have to be able to understand different areas. So I think it also allows you to be able to see how things interconnect within a business as well. Now time for a word from our sponsors. MSC Industrial Supply. MSC Industrial Supply Company is an industry leader in the distribution of metalworking, maintenance, repair, operating, and production supplies. They partner with customers in manufacturing, transportation, and other markets to deliver customized vendor management inventory, integrated e-commerce, vendor consolidation, and consumption control solutions, as well as services throughout North America. This flexible approach and diverse range of service options helps meet customers' needs. Learn more at jobs.mscdirect.com. Belk. Belk, established in 1888, is a privately owned fashion retail company with over 300 department stores located in 16 southeastern and mid-Atlantic states, employing 23,000 people. As Belk sets forth a bold new vision to be the dominant fashion retailer in their markets, they know their success will not only depend on superior merchandise brands and customer service, but also on diverse management talent eager to take on exciting and challenging futures. Learn more at belk.com. Compass Group. As the leading food service and support services company, Compass Group North America is a family of great companies building experiences for all customers. Compass Bank serves award-winning restaurants, corporate cafes, hospitals, schools, arenas, museums, and more. Everyone at Compass Group is committed to consistently delivering superior service in the most responsible and efficient way for the shared benefit of customers, shareholders, and associates. Learn more at compass-usa.com. Equitable. Equitable has provided stability and reliability to clients since 1859 to help them live their lives with confidence, to give them peace of mind, and enable them to realize their dreams for their loved ones and their legacy. As an employer, Equitable is committed to creating an environment where everyone feels completely comfortable bringing their true selves to work every day. Equitable has been recognized and certified as a great place to work by the Great Place to Work Institute. Learn more at Equitable.com. First Citizens Stable, family, opportunities, unique. Whether First Citizens Bank has been established for 120 plus years or expanding its presence in your market, First Citizens invites you to be a part of their story. They're looking for people who want more than just a job, who want to make a difference in the communities where they live and work. Learn more at jobs.firstcitizens.com. FlexCare. FlexCare Medical Staffing is one of the leading travel healthcare staffing agencies in the nation. Founded on building strong relationships with thousands of healthcare facilities, FlexCare works to eliminate the hassle and stress to traveling healthcare providers. The East Coast office of FlexCare in Charlotte was voted as the best places to work for by the Charlotte Business Journal in 2021. Learn more at flexcarestaff.com. Keller Technology Corporation. Keller Technology is a manufacturer of custom machinery and automation equipment. Their mission is to provide quality service and quality projects on schedule at a competitive price to customers throughout the world. Explore the North Carolina facility in the interactive virtual tour on the website, kellertechnology.com. Novon Health. Novon Health is a not-for-profit integrated system of 16 medical centers and more than 2,300 physicians in nearly 700 locations, as well as numerous outpatient surgery centers, medical plazas, rehabilitation programs, diagnostic imaging centers, and community health outreach programs. Learn more at novonhealth.org. So, Christopher, you specifically, what are things that you learned as part of that rotation that you're in now that you don't think you would have been exposed to otherwise? And how has that helped kind of ground you in, in your career start here with MSC? 
Sure. So I think this is a great segue to go ahead and talk a little bit about MSC and what their rotational program is. And I can share a little bit more about my experience there. Um, so in terms of what our program looks like, it's a two and a half year program. Um, typically, we have different areas. So it'd be like marketing, HR, solutions, IT, as well as finance and other areas as well. So it's what we would call our early career program. Uh, so for me specifically, I'm targeted towards the finance side of it. So I have three finance rotations. Um, in order to answer your question there about things that I've learned that I don't traditionally think I would have learned if I would have been placed permanently within one role, I can say, uh, you know, my first rotation within this uh, rotational program with MSC was within internal audit. Um, and then I actually moved into FPNA reporting now. But one of the things that I can actually see from moving from one position to the next position is, once again, how do things interconnect? So, you know, if I would have went in straight to being, you know, a financial analyst on the sales reporting side, I would have missed all of the stuff that I had with an internal audit. Like, for instance, internal audit is a great opportunity to be able to um, interact with different functions of the business, much outside of finance as well. So it can be sales, HR, marketing, and so on. Um, so that gave me that opportunity there um, to network with different individuals and learn a little bit more about the business. So, no, that's fantastic. And specifically, if a student is looking at a rotational program and they're kind of trying to decide, like, oh, is that something I want to get involved in? What are things that they can do that will make them attractive to employers that are offering those? And like, how can they maybe relate some of the experiences they've had while in school? It'll make them a good candidate for such. Sure. No, that's a great question as well. Um, so I can say, you know, traditionally one thing is, is that a lot of the times uh, employers are looking for past experience, right? So they're looking for potentially an internship where you've already applied part of what you've learned in school to an active role. Um, so that's definitely one thing. Make sure that, you know, you're, you're up on your uh, game in terms of your internship experience. But if you don't have internship experience, you can still sell yourself um, and, you know, make yourself marketable. And, and part of that is, is, you know, even if you've had a job that, you know, let's say you uh, were a cashier at a grocery store, right? There's still a lot of different soft skills and, and skills that you have from that role as well. So you'd really want to be able to take that. And then also leverage some of the things that you're doing within school. You may be involved in honor societies or other clubs, such as like one of the clubs I was involved in at UNC Charlotte was FLA, which is Future Leaders of Accounting. So talk a little bit more about, you know, what clubs and activities you're involved in, but also really dive into your studies as well um, and really make the best of what you can. Um, and I would say that's definitely how you make yourself more marketable. Chris, going now to kind of the advice section here as, as a recent alum and somebody who you, you've got experience now, though you've been out in, quote, the real world, all that kind of stuff. What are things that you wish, oh, man, I wish somebody my sophomore junior year had told me this about the world of work? Is it maybe like misconceptions or demystifying that whole thing for, for uh, some of our soon-to-be grads or grads that are you know, a year or two away? Sure. Yeah, actually, I have a few things here that I guess I'd like to quickly discuss. So one of the biggest things I'd like to say is, is, you know, keep in mind that, you know, going into, let's say you're going into your first internship, you're going into, you know, your first full-time role right out of college. You have to make sure that you're patient with yourself um, because, you know, starting any new role can bring on new challenges, right? So it can be very tough. And one of the big things that I've really understood and I've realized is I've actually, you know, had a little bit more than a year of experience um, after graduation in May of 21 is that, you know, school and then the work experience is 
you know, two different things. Um, in, in school, you're, of course, studying, you're taking tests, you're taking quizzes, you're doing homework. You know, there's similar things that you're also doing out in the real world in terms of the workforce. Um, but, you know, the best way to say it is, is, you know, in the workforce, you're not taking tests. It's not a multiple choice test. It's not a multiple choice quiz. You have homework, right? Your homework is, you know, supporting whoever your customers are, whether that might be, you know, if you're in finance, you're supporting someone on the sales team, or if you're supporting someone else within the company. Um, so that is, you know, traditionally your homework there. Um, but another piece of the device I'd like to also ask or also state is, um, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. And I know traditionally this is uh, something that a lot of people say all the time. Um, and, you know, the traditional statement is, is, you know, no, no question is a silly question or a stupid question, right? The only question that is a silly question or a stupid question is one that you don't ask. And I believe wholeheartedly in that. And the reasoning in behind that is because, you know, some of your best learning experiences come from when you're asking questions um, because that actually allows you to be able to learn something new. So that's one thing to take away there. Um, and then the last thing that I also wanted to state is, like, well, yeah, the last thing I also wanted to state is, is, you know, try to step outside of your comfort zone. Um, I know for me and everyone else, everyone has some sort of boundary in terms of what their comfort zone is. Right. And I know it can be very difficult to step outside of that, but, that is something that, uh, you know, it's very powerful once you do it. Um, Because traditionally speaking, um, you know, when you actually do step outside of your comfort zone and you're doing something that makes you maybe a little bit uncomfortable, that's typically when you're actually learning the most, right? You're taking on new challenges with things that maybe you don't already have knowledge in, you don't already have the experience in, but you're going to learn the most during that time. So... Chris, that's excellent advice. Thank you again for coming and being a part of Career Bits. Tell people how they can follow you if they'd like to connect and uh, talk with you some more. Sure. Uh, yes, I would say uh, if you are wanting to connect with me or if you have any questions in general, uh, whether it might be about you know applying here at MSC with an internship or rotational program or even just questions outside of that, um, feel free to connect with me or reach out to me on LinkedIn. Um, so Jay, as mentioned before, he'll actually put my... Uh, link within the uh, the bio at the end uh, for the video but my name is christopher wall so you can search me up on there and you should be able to find me so please don't hesitate to reach out absolutely thank you again for being a part of career bits chris we really appreciate it and thank so much to all of our alums who are participating in alumni takeover month here in november of 2022 Folks, you can follow the happenings of the Career Center by going to our website, career.charlotte.edu, or following the Career Center on social media at CLT Career Center. We'll talk to you again soon.